Welcome to Marvel Champions Podcast, a podcast about Marvel Champions, the card game. I'm your host, Scott, and with me as always, my co-host, Ryan. Now, Scott, are you ready to do some reviews? X-Force. X-Force. I mean, review. Review. Oh, Ryan. So we've had a chance to play some more Next Evolution heroes. And I think we're going to talk about one of those heroes tonight. All right. Drum roll. I think there's like, is a drum roll. Insert drum roll. Hold on. Here we go. Here we go. That was a very long drum roll. It's cable. Cable. (laughs) Cable TV. Favorite future character. Sorry, I'm rude your joke. Yeah, that's okay. I mean, not, not everyone can be like me and land their joke about cable and streaming services or whatever. Oh, you <laughs> cut the cable. <sighs> it's the new hero, Netflix. Netflix. And then like 7,000 other, and, but it has an end with a plus. So maybe we'll, we'll talk about cable plus tonight. Oh, Cable Plus. There is one card that's awesome and the rest are junk, just like Netflix. (laughs) One show that's worth it and the rest are junk. (laughs) And it's gone. There you go. All right, so Cable. Let's do it. All right, Ryan, I'm going to let you kick us off a little bit because when we went through the first round, you played Cable, so you prepped for Cable, I think, a little more than I did. I did. I was the uh, the cable fan because he came with side schemes, and I am a big fan of the the new player side schemes, and so uh, it just kind of was a natural fit. Um, very interesting, though. I did not play Justice when we did the campaign. Uh, I, d- I did leadership, what he came with, um, but no doubt he is very effective in Justice with those player side schemes. So when did Cable bring to the game? Um, I know the obvious thing is the player side schemes, but what else yeah, do you think he the, brought to the game? The, yeah, so I think the the player side schemes is what he brings. But I think with those, he brings I think a hero that if you have someone that may be new to the game, um. He's not super complex, but I think the thing he does best is he helps the group. He is a, he's a team player because of those side schemes, because all the side schemes are very beneficial for everybody, except, except for his Technovirus Purge. It's very focused on Cable, but by doing that, he is more effective at all the other player side schemes. Um, so. Find it interesting though, like you know, you mentioned that he feels like he's a very good like support team, mm-hmm. but like the times that I've played him solo, I feel like he still stands up solo really well. Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt about that. He's he's got great cards. Um, he he thwarts really well. He uh, he attacks very well. Um, he's got some fun little other things that he can do like he's got his uh uh tem- temporal leap where he can just prevent the main scheme from 
from flipping. He's got his uh, his force field, which is great defense. Um, he he just has his kit. He's got a lot of tools, and they're very effective. And it's especially his his Thor mind scan and his attack telekinetic blast. They just get better as the game goes on. So he just gets stronger. Um, so he's 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 pretty good right off the bat. And then he just gets better. So he's he's like an Iron Man or Ironheart where you can build them up and they just get really good. But he's not necessarily weak like those two are in the very beginning. Yeah, I think for me what I liked a lot is uh, his base stats, even before they get buffed, are are good. The two 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 stat lines really well. But yeah, his response to be able to ready in most turns, you should be able to get that ready. Yeah, it's just so nice. It, and like you said, it kind of feels like some of those characters that can ready and do something basic more than once in a turn. They're just very consistent because whether you need to do some thwart, some attack or big of both. I mean, that's, that's hard to find consistency in some heroes. Yeah. I think, the one thing I've noticed with most heroes that stand out more than others is the ability to ready and the ability for card draw. Those two things I think separate most heroes. Um, Cause you like, you think about Captain America. Well, his main thing is he readies. Um, uh, Dr. Strange has the, doesn't he have the ability to draw cards with one of his? Yeah, one of his uh, invocation deck, he draws a bunch of cards, right? Yeah, and his cape allows him to ready. And, and his cape allows him to ready. And I, I guess, technically, energy uh, generation, resource generation is another key. But most of the time, most heroes have some form of resource generation. And his right. is great, too. He's got the Grey Malarkin, which it it almost doesn't seem good, but it's very good. <laughs> yeah. Because just if you're reading every turn, that's reading every turn. Yeah. I feel like it's one of those that you have to like pay attention though. I felt like sometimes I mm -hmm. would forget to ready it when I could. Yeah. Yeah. It, he has a couple of those cards where you have to pay attention um, for like his, his upgrade, his thwart one, the, uh, I don't know how to say it. Uh, Ashkani son. Yep. Is that close enough? Ashkani. Um, yeah. When I when I first read this, for some reason I thought you had to discard it. Um, so it was like one of those cheap upgrades that you get to use it, discard, and and move on. But obviously it doesn't. It stays on there, and it's very powerful. Um, but you have to make sure to spend that resource, and you have to defend. Um, against an enemy attack, so. Um, but it's, yeah, this it's was powerful. one that I felt like I struggled to do it because I just didn't defend very often with Cable. Yes. Unless I felt like I needed that additional Thor removal, which I never really felt that way, so I didn't really feel like I needed to do it. Yeah, that, and I think that's why it's... Part of the reason why it's a one cost is number one, it, it does cost a resource to do it, but it's 
it's only in select situations. And I think it's designed to go along with that gray malarkin. So you can spin that, do that, and hopefully even uh, generate a resource to ready up, ready gray malarkin, and you remove Thor. That's a pretty good combo. Yeah. Yeah, the gray malarkin and his plasma rifle is kind of similar. It does a similar thing. You're kind of using it in turn with the Grey Malkin to ready and use that so you're not having to spend additional resources if, if at all possible. Yeah, yeah. I would say one card along with that that uh, I wasn't able to use every time, um, but it was very helpful was Forced Amnesia. Um, so that card is a psionic superpower. After a non-permanent side scheme is defeated, add Force Amnesia uh, and that side scheme to the victory display. And it is so satisfying to defeat one of these terrible side schemes from one of these villains and just send it off. And it just benefits you. It's great. Yeah, I've, I used that one a little more than I thought I was going to. So that yeah. was fun. I, I, never, I never ended up using... Temporal leap. There was several times where I I wanted to, but it just it never happened for me in any of my games. Yeah, it, I never felt like I needed to. Yeah, I, I never felt there was enough thwarting happening that I didn't think it it ended up being needed. So, I think one other card that I thought I wasn't going to use as much, but it actually in multiplayer turned out to be more beneficial with like timing and like really maximizing and getting a good turn was body slide. Mm -hmm. It was nice to have that free flip and you could potentially make other people gain that flip if they needed to flip down, do something in alter ego. Um, you know, combo it with his professor support, draw a card, come back up, or if you needed to go grab a side scheme because you didn't have any, put it out there. That, yeah, um, it it definitely shot. There was there was several times where, like, I would draw a body slide, and I'd be like, "Hey, I've got body slide," and we start talking about our entire turn on how to maximize that ability to do that extra flip for everyone. Yeah. Um, one card I, I feel like I am obligated to talk about, uh, because I gave it so much gruff the he when we talked about the preview was his plasma rifle. So I, I did not like it because it costs two and it costs a resource to deal only one damage for each side scheme in the victory display. And I thought that was garbage. But because of player side schemes, being able to, those two that we had, the the aggression player side scheme where it allows you to put a weapon in after you defeat it. And also the, um, the basic one where you were able to put an upgrade in. Generally, with one of those two, I was able to get this out for free. And by the time I actually decided to use it, I had that four side scheme, and it just became a a damage dealer at that point. Especially when you combine it with the uh, the gray um, uh, Mulkin. So it 
it wasn't as bad as I thought is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, my that's my exact same thought. It was easier to get out because of the player side schemes. Knowing that now than the information we had looking at the preview. So yeah. I would I would agree with your comments. Yeah, I, I still don't know if I ever if I ever came across it in my hand um, that I would put it out. I think I'd always use it as a resource because of those player side schemes. So if I didn't have those side schemes, it, I'm not sure what I would do to be honest, but yeah, I'm with you. Like if I, if I had plasma rifle in the gray Malkin in my hand, I'd be more apt to put the gray Malkin down than the uh, plasma rifle, knowing that I can go fetch it pretty easily. Yeah, that was yeah. one of the things that I think the player side schemes really changed the way I like look at some ways I play and some mm-hmm. cards. I'm like, I'm just tossing this because I need it in my discard pile so I can go get it when I defeat this player side scheme. Yep, yep, no, totally. The um, each player side scheme had something that was you you could kind of deck build slightly around so you can like say the call for backup which is the leadership player side scheme you can put in that ally that you'll never pay for because it's too expensive you can put it in your deck and get it out for free um and and that's what i did for our games i had uh, phantom x and i never wanted to pay for him but getting them out for free boom i got him and eva out and i was rolling yeah that was a good little combo. We would, I would use it for like Professor X, Nick Fury. Yep. Gain the benefits of their when they interplay effects. There's yeah, a lot of good yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, I would say some things that I, I wish I'm, I'm, I don't know if the right word is tired, but I, I wish that there were more. Let me let me rephrase it. I want to see alter egos have abilities because it's fun to flip to alter ego and do something. But so like Cable, he has no ability. It's just a setup. So when you flip to alter ego, there's nothing for him to do other than either recover or use one of his supports, which all heroes have. But, you know, compared to like other heroes like Groot, you can you know, put on a counter or domino speaking of next evolution, you can manipulate your deck. I I like being, even if it's not even that massive, like spider woman, where you can look at the top card, doing something is better than nothing. And so I kind of wish that most here, alter egos had at least something. Yeah. There are a few heroes that have a setup or just some like text having to do with deck build or something. Yeah, but I, it's, I it's just a little boring, right? So I mean, if for him, if it was like, look at the top three of your cards. If one's a player sides game, move it to the top. That'd be cool, right? Something simple like that doesn't have to be like yeah. game changing. Yeah, but it just allows you to do something. Um, but other than that, I think as his as his kit itself, I think it's very solid. He's a solid hero. And uh, I think he's has, especially with new cards coming out in this wave, he's going to have a lot of potential to keep growing. And uh, I, I think for me, the biggest 
thing is that I think players going to love his ability to support multiple players. It's it's all his player size schemes are, are so great. Yeah, and the ability to kind of get rid of him and get benefits from them. Yeah, are uh, are big time. Yeah, so um, if I had to rank him, what do you want to do? Our ranking, um, best hero of all time, worst hero of all time. Well, it seems like the Marvel Champion community likes the like S through. Oh yeah, D score. I guess. All right, I'll let do you it. go first. Or do you want me to go first? S through D. I'm going to give him a five. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Seven. <laughs> um, uh, if I had to give a letter to him, I would say he is probably um, knocking at the uh, the A range. Um, maybe S for some people. Um, I haven't played him true solo, so I don't I don't know how he holds up there. I know you have, um, but he's he's definitely in that A range. Uh, pretty solidly for for right now yeah um, that's where i was i would say a i don't know if i'm quite like a plus it's right around there between a and a plus like a dash well that's an a minus a vertical dash <laughs> vertical dash <laughs> it's almost a plus but it's not a horizontal dash to make it an a minus that's like in school you're like that <laughs> Point two away from that next level. No, you're or the whatever. you're the um. It's like point um like four four. It rounds down it rounds instead down. of rounding up to get that last little bit. Oh, yeah. bless Cable's heart. Bless his heart. All right. Oh. Um. Yeah, I think I think he's solid. A A for sure. I think he'll get better through the cycle. He'll play a little different with the different player side schemes. Um, yeah. Uh, honorable mention. Uh, we haven't really talked about it, but he does gain the psionic trait. Um, after Technovirus Purge, um, mm-hmm. is cleared, and I think. Yeah. He really benefits from the power of the mind because a lot of his cards have psionic, and you don't have yep. to have the psionic trait to play that, which is a benefit too. And then because he has so many psionic cards, the scimitar was nice to be able to just do some extra damage. Um, yeah, I think some of those are some auto includes in in pretty much any cable deck. If I was building a deck, yeah, yeah, no, it was. Uh... The the symmetry is really good. The two basic um, side schemes that uh, that have come out, I think, are auto includes because they're focused on support and upgrades, and those are you can really benefit from those. It can it it simply jump starts your your engine that you're making for your hero. Yeah, and he's definitely an engine guy. You know, whether they're yeah. in the victory display or clearing them. They're they're kind of a vital piece to his his whole mechanic. Yeah, I, I definitely think that um, I, one thing that um, that you and me both discovered is deck building is hard for him because you want to include those player side schemes. It uh, it takes up a lot of deck space, 
and so it's really hard to get the that 40 if you if that's what you're going for um because it it just it, it was so hard to be able to you really have to streamline his deck so you pretty much like stole my question i was about to ask you how you balanced oh, in, in your putting face in so many player side scheme versus the the amount of space you have in your deck because stereotypically you've got 15 player cards you've got 25 other cards to play with right yeah give or take some some aspect some basic resource you know but i uh you pretty much already answered it so i yeah. i agree well, you prioritize the player side schemes because it plays into his whole mechanic so you you prioritize those and then you just know that your big events and things are are your player cards and you gotta rely on those yeah yeah i i think he is uh one of the heroes that it's okay to go above 40 um so if, if you're listening to this and you're a player that can only do 40 it's okay for cable because you're losing these cards uh the player side schemes so you're if you have 43 it doesn't take very long for you to be at 40 and the other nice thing that to think about is the player side schemes are leaving play and he has so many supports and upgrades that you're thinning your deck twice uh, hypothetically twice as fast as most other players or other characters yeah. rather i mean and that's this whole thing if you have a couple cards that can thwart whatever aspect you're in that's good enough yeah i mean you don't need to be fancy with him i mean there there are some things you i guess you can do like with the psionic trait that you mentioned um other than that the Aspect cards are just kind of basic supports to, or basically, not basic, basically supporting your side, side scheme endeavors. Yeah, your side scheme addiction. Yeah. Um, I, will, I do want to point out, because he comes with leadership, there's two cards in particular that I liked. So first off, uh, Mission Leader. Um, I think it's great. It's a helpful card for everybody, and especially for Gable side schemes. It's wonderful um yeah that was nice in some of our games where we would have skilled investigators and we would get a double card draw from mission oh, man uh, we were drawing like crazy yeah that was fun um the other card that when i first read it and i didn't like it but i i, I changed my mind on it later and throughout the campaign is mission planning it's a two-cost leadership event, and it says play only if there is a side scheme in the victory display, um, which for Cable is up basically all the time. Uh, until the end of the phase, allies you control do not take consequential damage. And uh, I fa found that worth it, um, depending on your circumstance. Obviously, if you don't really have any allies <laughs> or one, it may not be worth it, but um, it could be... It can be really good, especially with allies that have like a like a double consequential damage. Um, for whatever reason, it could be it could be really strong. Yeah, and I do like that it's um, it's any consequential. It's not just like thwart consequential or it's attack or thwart, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. So. I, I thought, depending on your circumstance, for two costs, it could be very worth it. It could be more effective than a uh, a two-cost attack event or two-cost sword event. So, 
that's the way I kind of looked at it when I was deciding to play it or not. So, yeah, that's good. It's a good little leadership card. Let's see. The other thing I felt like his nemesis set was good. Like it really, you know how there's some nemesis that they come out and it, it really doesn't do much. Mm-hmm. This one really like affects the game because it pulls the cable player uh, back to the future. And because uh, they can, he can only deal with that. He can't deal with anything else. Everyone else can't help him. It's like he's not there. He's in his own little player area. Um, and then strife, you can't use psionic events, and you know those are a lot of your what you do. Mm-hmm. So it makes you really try and just brute force him with your. Hopefully you've got Technovirus Purge already gone and you're a three attack and can attack him twice. Yeah, he's he's a, he's a good minion. Uh, or Nemesis minion, where obviously minions, uh, Nemesis minions kind of focus on that character's um, theme. It it works with, with him. Um, he's not too strong, but he's not too weak. And uh, it's a it's a fun dynamic shift in a game when you see that shadows of the past. Yeah, it was good. It was nosh. Yeah, it. This is a nemesis set that I would say make sure you're very careful on how you read that Back to the Future side scheme because it it can feel confusing. So, but yeah, I think that that was a good addition, a good minion set that. If if it wasn't so tied to cable, it'd be fun to play with other characters as like an encounter set if you want to break the game. Yeah. But you're not allowed to, right? Oh no, the FFG police will spot your house. That's right. <laughs> They'll get you people. They're always watching. They're always watching. Um that's that's basically it. I, I will say just it for one quick second, player side schemes, because that's all I talk about. Um the one that I least liked was the protection establish uh, perimeter. Um, it's cheap. Um, it's not hard to get and, and get rid of, but each player getting a tough status card, it's nice, but it, it just seemed like all the other ones were more beneficial, at least in our games. So, yeah, even the Justice one, like that you get rid of like a non-elite minion. I feel like that one's um, at face value kind of weak and very situational. But oddly enough, it came up in the exact moments and situations that we needed it, like the few times we played it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's It definitely is it's, it's more situational for the, the Justice uh, side scheme so uh, it, it it probably is the if you want to call it the worst one it, it probably is but I found that at least in, in the deck that I had because you had the justice one that it uh, established the perimeter the protection one just didn't seem to land as strong as I wish it would I, it I think it's because it's only identities get tough and not like 
allies or or there, there's no like give two status cards to two characters kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, if I was going to try and make it better, I think you know you increase the threshold by one per player and maybe give a quantity out because some of the other ones are like to a limit of three cost, right? Mm-hmm. Make it where it's like give a total of four amongst friendly characters or something or three or four, whatever that balance is. Yeah. Make it a little yeah. more expensive, but let it do a little more. Yeah. But I mean, by no means uh, is it bad. I definitely played it several times yeah. and it was helpful. So it wasn't the first one, but it definitely got played. Yep. Yep. Um, I had one other question for you. Okay. Uh, strategy. Do you put Technovirus Purge out as your setup player side scheme? Always, sometimes, I, never. I I found that the the dream hand is to uh, is to have Mind Scan in that opening hand, and if I did. Um, I would do Technovirus Purge as my one I, I send out at the beginning because I knew I could get rid of it right away. That is the correct answer. <laughs> that's that's what I, I was going to say. Mulligan, that first opening hand for a mind scan, and if it's there, definitely make it. Because you, you set up after the mulligan, so that is what will tell you to do it or not. Yeah, I I did do like a quick game versus like Rhino, and I I didn't have the the mind scan at the beginning, so I ended up I, I can't remember what I did, but I ended up not doing the Technovirus purge, and I went with one of the basic ones like Build Support or the Upgrade one, um, because I felt like it would set me up better overall. Um, or was it? Actually, I think what happened is I actually had Technovirus Purge in my hand. Mm-hmm. So instead of just sending it up there, I did a different player side scheme, got rid of it, and then I played Technovirus Purge. Yeah, because the setup, it has to be in your deck or your discard pile, and then it gets put into play. So unless you can take care of it, having the Technovirus in your hand prevents you from, because we play a one or two player game, you you're limited to how many player side schemes you can have out to one. Yep. Yep. Mm. So, but in general, I think unless there's certain circumstances, you're you're generally wanting to get Technovirus Purge out. It's just the the stat boost, uh, let alone the psionic, is is too great to miss. I would concur. So. Um, I'm trying to think if I have a question for you. I don't think I have a question for you. Oh, well, actually, I do. I do. What do you think of his frenemies, his team-up card? Um, uh, I think I've expressed my thoughts on team-ups before. They're not the greatest. It's just so hard to... Have have all the pieces in place, right? But I will say we played a game recently where it was beneficial to be able to take six total, three off one, three off another. Um, the timing just worked out perfect. And it did hit, and the cost of one makes it better than most team-ups that are cost of two. 
yes, they're still granted damage involved, which is a cost. Um, but it um, it was kind of nice because I was able to Thor. I mean, hypothetically, I could thwart for six with that card, two with Deadpool, three if I had the right circumstances, three with Cable. Hopefully I'm removing something to be able to ready and do another three. I mean, that's, that's pretty big. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. Maybe when the Deadpool hero comes out, it's a little easier to play. It'll it'll be more uh, the setup won't be as tough because you won't have to worry about the ally being the second person, mm-hmm. and it may be more beneficial. I will say that it probably helps the Deadpool player a lot more being able to thwart. Yeah, yeah, and it does say deal one damage to each. Yeah, deal each to cable and so it's and a deal, but it's not a technically a cost, and it's a deal, right? So you could prevent it, yeah, in some way. So, yeah, good times. Cool, good All times. Right. Cable approved. Cable, sign up for cable today. I mean, it does have a monthly cost. It it is it is cable, and sometimes in the rain it goes in and out, but. Yeah, no, you don't. You, have a joke. you may get uh, you you may get uh, some interference from future communications. That's right. You may get a virus through the cable, a techno virus. <clears throat> is that is that like the commercial where at the very end it tells you all the negative things real fast? <laughs> yeah. You may get a techno virus that may kill you. If you do, don't sue us. You may, may have to cause diarrhea. <laughs> right, <laughs> uncontrollable metallic diarrhea. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, Dev- definitely worth it. This is a, a good box with g- some good heroes. So, yeah, this is definitely a, a good pickup if you're looking to buy another box. If you've only got you know a certain amount, this is definitely a box to, that's worth it for heroes. Yeah, definitely something different with all the side schemes. Yep. Yep. Well, Ryan, it is time for our new segment. Chatting what? with chumps. Chatting with chumps. So our chat from our chump today is from Solo Papa on Discord. Uh, he reached out to us, and one of his questions, he's got a few, we'll kind of go through some of these here. He says, do you guys mainly play on Standard or Expert? The answer is standard, but we have played expert. Yeah, I will say that these past couple times through Next Evolution, we're in standard. And although I had a lot of fun, I felt like they were slightly on the easier side. But I think switching to expert um, from a couple things I've seen can really ramp that difficulty without making it crazy. So that may be something I might look into. Yeah, for for me, um, I I came from the Lord of the Rings living card game, and I've I've also played the Arkham Horror, um, but the Lord of the Rings card game is known to be quite tough, and uh, I would agree with it. <laughs> it's uh, there's some really tough scenarios, um, so I tend to just try to enjoy the game. I, I'm not here to 
have the the hardest scenario and win. Um, though, I mean, I'm, I definitely want to challenge at times. Um, overall, I just want to enjoy the game. And, and honestly, I just I like having playing a hero and having fun and, and playing with my brother. So most of the time, it's just standard makes sense. Yeah, I'm the same way. Uh, I like to have fun. I like to feel like I'm experiencing being a hero with who I'm playing with. And if it's a miserable villain experience because it is so hard, it can just it can take away from that for me. And uh, yeah, yeah. So standard, I think, is a good sweet spot. Um, I think a couple of asterisks there is sometimes we have played expert to give ourselves a challenge, which is fine. Um, and then when we play like a four player game with people that don't really play the game, we do play on. Is it called novice? Where you really just due to time constraints, we usually play like one stage of the villain. What is that called? I forgot what that. I think it's the called official. novice. Is it novice or is it like? Uh, I want to. I'll have to look it up. But I feel like mode. there's an actual term they they call. There it. Like, is. It's, it's like official. quick starter. I think it's novice. You're a novice. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> so the other thing he brings up is he is a little jelly that uh, we get to play often. He says he lives pretty far apart from his brother, and he wishes they could play more. And to that, I would say try and find people. I know everybody's situation's different. Uh, game stores, things like that. I know with us, we like to play as much as we can with the physical cards. There's just something about playing the cards, tapping them, things like that. Um, but for some consistency, we do play virtually um, some. Yeah, yeah. Maybe something to we, look into. We, yeah. We, I know there's there's always groups, communities. Um, you can reach out on like Facebook and stuff. I know there's like group me's and... There's a whatever. Facebook group Meet where they play, they do like a playtime, like the Marvel Champions playtime or something, where you play over webcam. Mm. That's definitely an option. I'm pretty sure there's some pretty good people. Yeah. That. But, yeah, but we, we'll we do tabletop simulator since it's it's easier <laughs> with with our busy lives. But when we have chance, we, you have, we have all the cards, so we we play when we can sit down and and do it so yep. all right to round out his questions this is more um i would say playing based uh but he says when we're playing a hero to deck build do you deck build thematically an example would be if you have an x-men hero do you just use x-men allies and supports etc or do you not care and just kind of do whatever um, I think for me, most of the time I'm deck building because I want to have some type of cool synergy combination uh, with a hero. Um, so it, it generally isn't thematic. Um, so I generally try to get that efficiency, fun play before the all x-men or all avengers or whatever though i i have seen um some like efficient deck builds that become thematic like you've got your your shield archetype 
So you can have like a a Black Widow with Justice Shield cards. That's all thematic, but they also work really well together. Um, or you can have uh, aerial cards for for a character. So they're very aerial based. Um, but but overall, I don't. But I I think I should at least try to make more thematic. I what I need to do is do a champions. Um, uh, deck build. Is it champions? Is that what I'm thinking? Right? No. Um, what's Miss Marvel? Fail. She's a champion. Okay, it is champion. Hey, I was right. Not an epic fail. <laughs> epic, <laughs> epic re. Uh, what is it? Recovery. Uh, recovery. Thank you. <laughs> um, for me. I think it's I think it just depends on what I'm doing for that game. I will definitely think there's sometimes we go very thematic with villain and uh hero deck build and then there's sometimes where like if we're doing a campaign we're really going for efficiency and consistency. Uh and I'll uh I could care less on unless I'm limited with some type of trait lock or something. Um that is Something that I'll, I'll uh, you know, definitely factor in. But to me, I like to go for consistency and efficiency. Or if I'm focusing in on a trait to make a character like really good. Um, let's see, Ryan. Anything else from the questions that you wanted to review? Um, I think he he had another question, which was uh. Do you have a favorite hero? And uh, eventually we're going to have to tell everyone. But uh, I think for me, um, the one, the hero that I gravitate towards most, though I haven't played them in a while, it's probably Miss Marvel. Miss <laughs> uh, Marvel, was basically because I, I do enjoy deck building around her. Uh, and I love her her timing and how she plays and... She feels so weak because you look at those basic stats, um, but she's so strong and so fun to play with, and she can have some of the the biggest turns and uh, just combos. And I, I I really enjoy playing her. I like now his question does say heroes, so I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat a little here. I like timey complexy kind of characters like I, I like to be like hey watch this um so i gravitate towards some i like black widow i like shadow cat i like domino from the new box they're just really fun to get combos that just keep going yeah i don't know it's just they they aren't your stereotypical big event bruisers. Um, mm-hmm. And they all do pretty well. Solo, multiplayer. They're they're a lot of fun. I like I like those style yeah. kind of heroes. Yeah. Not that the I, other ones aren't are good, but I just gravitate towards them. Yeah. I know Ghost Spider's one too. You oh, like yeah, Ghost Spider. She's fun. Her interrupts. Yeah, I think I think for me it's it's most of the time I like heroes that deck building opportunities come up. 
Um, so, like Miss Marvel, she gets better with every every pack that comes out. Um, Spider Woman, I, I enjoy her because every deck or every new card set that comes out, there's more opportunities with her. Um, so heroes that are outside of their kit, if that makes sense, I enjoy because I like seeing new combos being able to to be made and and new things like oh now that this card's out maybe I can use this to combine with that and um, I I enjoy that aspect of the game so I gravitate towards heroes that utilize smart deck building. Yeah, when that's another thing I like about the game is an old hero isn't truly dead there with new cards always coming out it can create a fun new little way to play combo thing like that yep it's awesome yeah all right solo papa hope that answers some of your questions and uh you might now actually be a champ I think that does solidify you as a champ. <laughs> All right. Well, you go get him, champ. <laughs> All right. If you want to share your thoughts on Cable, feel free to contact us at marvelchampionspod at gmail.com. We'd like to hear your thoughts and see what everybody else feels with Cable. If he holds up to that A vertical slash value or ranking, or not and uh we would uh again grateful everybody's listening it's great to see uh everybody enjoying the content some uh, some interaction it's been nice to see thank you everybody thank you thank you thank you and as always if you want to go from a chump to a champ listen to the marvel champions podcast see you take care